0: Remember that every time you hit like, or especially subscribe or follow, it lets the podcast platforms know that you think we've shared valuable content here, and other people that might benefit from our podcast will be more likely to see it.
1: In this episode, we talk to John, Chris, and Ashley about the things we learned in the first 30 days of sobriety. We discuss everything from what the withdrawals looked like for each of us, to facing all the fears that come with quitting drinking. We talk about all the unknowns that come with thinking about living without alcohol. We talk about where we found hope. Listen as we share what worked for us, what didn't, and what we wish someone would have told us before we started.
0: So we are here tonight with John, Chris, and Ashley. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. John, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Uh, so I'm John. I'm from Portland, Oregon. And I have 362 days sober.
0: So close to a year.
2: Chris. It'll be a year Thursday night. Nice. Thursday nice. night. Oh, that's right, too. Hey,
3: John. Woo. One year party. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm from San Diego, California. And I have 101 days sober. And I, uh, for a living, I'm a dog walker and a pet sitter so that's just a little bit about me awesome,
0: awesome. thank you and ashley
4: i am ashley and real life <laughs> um, i'm from pittsburgh pennsylvania and i have 163 days sober awesome and thanks for having me thanks for thank being you on for guys being here You're welcome we talk a lot
0: about the work of sobriety here on through the glass but before anyone gets to the point of doing that emotional work They've got to get through the early days, the days when withdrawals are wearing them down, cravings are constant and brutal, and it seems like you think about drinking or not drinking about once every minute. So we thought it might be good to get together and talk about the first 30 days, often the hardest days of recovery. What worked for you? What didn't? What do you wish someone would have told you?
2: So I think the first thing that comes to mind is there's two first 30 days. There's like the very first 30 I ever tried in like the first 30 of this current run. Because like the first 30 of this current run, I had considerably more experience with like what it all means. And I, I think that's a separate topic. But the first 30 in general were very different. I don't know if people want to where I should start, but maybe I'll start with like the very first 30 it was just like going from someone who never thought about quitting drinking to being like even considering maybe it one day of sobriety and that was physically a lot more difficult for me and there were just some basic things that i knew from nothing at that point but uh part of it was just like I mean, honestly one of the biggest things was going to bed early I and mean, physically i was hurting i was not feeling well i was trying to go to work and it was not a pretty picture and Going to bed early, just keeping sort of what food I could down, really the basics was was about all I could manage. And I, at that time, I never got 30 consecutive days sober. But just in that early phase, it was really proving to myself that I could physically survive 24, 48, however many hours without alcohol it was mind-blowing. And once I learned that for myself, then I could think about more. But I just had to get physically through it for a little while. I didn't have like the the withdrawal, like shakes, that kind of stuff. But just physically felt wretched. Yeah,
1: my my withdrawals were just nasty. I had the shakes, the night sweats, the the foggy mind, the foggy brain. Like nothing, the day felt like it dragged on forever, and. Squaring thoughts, putting a, like a complete sentence together felt like a chore. It was hard to do. It's, I remember that first, the first week was absolutely brutal for me. Physically, sleeping, thoughts, even the second week, the second week dragged on big time. It was the first two weeks just of like nasty physical uh, headaches, shakes, sweats. I won't get into detail. But it was the it was ugly it was really ugly I still managed to make it to work every day. I can't say that I was very successful at doing much. I made it there uh, there was a lot of fear for me because I dr- I drank when I drove that was one of the things that I did drinking in my truck was... Uh, uh, that's what I did for the most part. I mean, I drank at home, but not to the amount that I did when I was, uh, I was driving. My truck was my home. It was, it was where I drank the bulk. I was alone. It was easy. Nobody could tell me I was drinking too much. It's just how, uh, it, it was my safe alone place, isolated from everyone. So driving for me, even though I didn't have any money, and I didn't have anything. It was I was scared to drive anywhere. Because even if I didn't have any money, you can always I was scared I was going to ask somebody like how desperate was I going to be to drink because I've only ever tried to quit once this is my first time. So it's 569 days today. And like you just kind of have to hang on for dear life. I, I, I went to meetings almost every day, uh, but like physic- let's physically hanging on for dear life, let alone just mentally hanging on for dear life. So those first 30 days really, if you can hang the hell on and get through them and have a community to help you through it, At least somebody to talk to and hang on to, like start crying, because I think when you start crying, everything starts to get a little bit better, even though it sucks. Uh, I know when I started letting it out, regardless of the physical pain, the mental pain got a little bit easier.
0: I think for me, the mental pain was still, it took more than a month for that to even start to feel like it was healing. Mm-hmm. The first 30 days was basically just like a death grip on sobriety. That's all it was. Like sure. I like being afraid to drive. I was, I, I never didn't really drink and drive, but I was afraid to have to run into town and run errands because like even going into the grocery store, you know, you're going to be faced with the liquor aisle or, you know, driving by the liquor store in just our little town that I live in. Like there were days that it took Everything I had to drive by or to walk by and not stop. That was hard. Like, it was the first 30 days are just a different world. Like, I don't know. I wasn't ready to really even start diving into the mental stuff yet, the emotional stuff. I just needed to get through a day. Like, the first week, I I mean, my husband was still out of town. I was still homeschooling my kids. Everything was a fog. I didn't really even know what I was doing or saying. I they, they somehow made it through most of their lessons, but I don't really remember any of it. I just it was all just a fog, a very grumpy, irritable fog. Yes, and I didn't yeah, I know the grumpy. right. Well, and I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in a place where I was ready to tell anybody that I was quitting. Had I just been like, "Hey, I've decided to quit drinking." I'm probably going to be a little bit grumpy. Like my kids are teenagers that wouldn't have been like anything they couldn't understand, but I didn't say anything. I just tried to pretend like everything was fine, which I think was to my detriment really. Like it probably would have been easier for everybody if I had just said, this is what I'm going through, but I didn't tell anybody right off. So I think it actually made it harder on me.
1: Kind of like what I did when I, I went all out right at the beginning. I like day three, I told my family, I called them up day three, day two. It was one of those two days. I, I, like, I called them up and I told mom, dad, and my sister, like, I'm, I have an alcohol problem. I have a drinking problem. I'm going to need help. I don't know what that looks like, I, I, but I'm going to need your support. And then uh, I had my wife's family at the time come over for supper, and pulled them in person and so like right off the bat i literally was i said no i have a problem i need help i'm getting help i need your support i don't know what that is going to look like but i'm trying
3: that's really brave i definitely didn't tell people (laughs) but i am i agree so much with john that i have had many many trying to stop drinking there was probably only four times where i lasted 30 days including this time and um i i feel like this time was way easier than before but i had no idea how much sleep i was going to need i understood why i needed to sleep a lot when i was drinking because i was always staying up really late so i was sleeping and taking naps but now I'm, I'm not staying up late drinking and I'm still needing to take naps. You know, like I said, I'm a dog walker. So I have to wake up early, do all my dog walks. I'm home usually by noon or one. And then I would just hit the couch and sleep for like three or four hours. And then try to get to bed early. Sleeping was a little more difficult. I was surprised how hard it was for me to sleep. It was hard for me to fall asleep. It was hard for me to stay asleep, which is another thing I thought once I stopped drinking, I I don't know. I just I was very surprised about that. And um it's so weird. I'm so glad that I'm you're doing this at 101 days because I hardly can almost not remember my first 30 days. I think maybe it's like childbirth I forgot because I
4: don't want to do it again. <laughs> it was just a blur. <laughs> it was just a blur
3: yeah 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 i definitely i definitely remember that the sleep was a big deal and i'm crying crying all the time and not always knowing why i um am an emotional person anyway but i i definitely was crying a lot
4: yeah yeah i had that too like i'm i guess i am emotional i don't like to say i am but i guess i am (laughs) Um, But I had that too, the crying and just, I just felt like my life was over and I was going to be left out of everything. And I just had such like, you know, a veil over drinking, like it was something amazing. And I mean, you got to understand I'm coming from being addicted to drugs, you know, another substance and having to go to like outpatient rehab for this. And then now, you know, having a problem with drinking and I feel, which I, you know, John, and I didn't withdraw either off this. I felt like shitty, but I didn't withdraw off of it, but I withdrawed off of drugs bad. And still, I will say that quitting alcohol was harder just because it's everywhere, you know, and it's thrown in your face and there's bars everywhere. And, you know, I'm younger, I'm 33, so... Every that's what people do for fun is you go out and drink, and when people find out you don't drink, they're like, Oh, they kind of give you that look like, What's wrong with you? But I don't know, I think I learned in the first 30 days that it's just okay, everything's okay. I because I was so like dramatic about it, like, How am I gonna live without alcohol? Like, this isn't fair. but it is, it's just, it's going to be okay. And the community was probably the biggest step in the right direction that I've ever made. Because before, I mean, yeah, I quit something, you know, but I didn't have support or anything. I kind of did it by myself. And I don't think I ever fully kind of healed that emotional trauma in the first place. And just having other people to talk to, talk to definitely helped that. So I'm grateful for that.
2: I, don't yeah, like... I, think, Go ahead, John. I was just gonna say I think if you compare like my very first 30 days where I was I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't talking to anybody about it I mean like I didn't even talk to my wife about it Who like at some point because we drank together all the time and she was like okay like you know you're not drinking and like so like one night she like doesn't drink with me because she's trying to figure out like when I'm going to have a drink like it was sort of like bizarre world <laughs> and I was just trying to do it online like on the app support stuff as opposed to this latest cycle where partway in I was like, okay, what's got to change. I got to finally admit I got to go to a meeting. And I looked back, I did prepare for this meeting. I looked back at some of my old posts and like, you can see all of a sudden from like, just sort of this miserable wailing. Yeah. To I don't like it. I don't feel good. I'm unhappy and I'm, I'm complaining a lot, but there's still a little more direction to it and like there was something to say like i'm not a terribly much portion i think i cried maybe once in the past year getting through this but having a place to go and be like oh it's okay to to be an alcoholic like it's okay to be like one of those people and like i'll make it i can kind of do it that let me get I think I went to my first meeting like day ten of this run. Like that, only get from days ten to thirty, it was like vastly improved relief of, oh God, there's a plan, and it's not my plan, which is good because my plans clearly have not worked out. <laughs> there's a plan that like someone else can help me with, and and once I get to that point, it's like, oh, fine, we're we're going to kind of be okay in some fashion.
4: Yeah,
0: I think that's the big thing is just you are going to be okay. Life is going to be good because on day five or 10 or day 14, it's really hard to believe life is actually going to feel good again or maybe for the first time. Again, with going to meetings was the big difference for me this time around because I had done 30 days a few times before. And for me, it was just seeing so many happy people that convinced me it was worth at least holding on and trying because and I know a lot of people too. It's like, like, who am I even without drinking? I'm not confident. I'm not funny. I'm not outgoing. I'm not any of these things without alcohol in my system. Like, what does that even look like? And I'm even gonna like that person. Do I even want to be that person? And that just, it just comes with time. That doesn't even come in the first 30 days. Like I'm just figuring that out at a year, but those are some big fears when you're first starting out. Like, what is that even going to look like? And that's, I think what stopped me from continuing on. Sometimes I would quit for four or five days, maybe a week. And then I would just, I would have so many different fears surrounding staying quit. That I'd just be like, oh never mind. I, I don't need to do this right now. And just holding on and getting through all those fears, I think, was really important.
1: It's kind of like losing your best friend, right? That's what it was like. It was the it was the one thing that you took with you everywhere. It went wherever you went, and it it was, you know, you went to a social event and I I had lots of drinks. I showed up, you know, well lubed. And you, you take that part away. And it's like, Okay, now, 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 what do I do? Now? guess I'm not going to this event. Like I basically the first 30 days, I, I did almost nothing, didn't really go anywhere, didn't really do anything. Probably the best thing I did was just do nothing and like, go to work, come home, do the bare minimum, and just like not Go outside of the box the box really small and I went to a whole bunch of meetings I went to a bunch I went to like four meetings a week um that was it's kind of like what Julie said you saw smiles even if uh smiles and laughter it, it just felt like something you wished you could have it felt like it was so far away even if you felt like junk physically and kind of mentally when you sat down in a meeting and you saw a bunch of people regardless of how many days they were even if you were you know I was you know day four day five day six I remember I I, I downloaded the counter downloaded and and because I couldn't count how many days I was sober I was like how many days am I you know I quit on the, on a Sunday night and and I was like it's Saturday like, how many days is that? I'm like trying to count on my hand. I'm like, no, I'm just going to download an app on my phone (laughs) and then put the date in and have it tell me. So that's what I did.
4: I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I think that the first, well, my couple first 30 days, I guess, I had difficulty with counting my days because every time I had to like reset or something, I felt like crap about myself. And you told me, Mr. Steve that each reset is a lesson and for anyone out there that is dealing with maybe picking up again and you know struggling I think it was just meant to be for me to have those resets because I feel like I grew so much with them I really did you know just being able to share my experience with it and knowing what works for me and what doesn't and I think that Definitely help, but don't worry about the numbers. Just try to get through it one day at a time because I feel like sometimes the numbers and the count kind of messes you up and discourages you sometimes. And that definitely messed with me the first 30 days until I like broke it and got over it. And I was like, it's fine. You know, you just got to keep pushing forward.
3: Yeah, that Mm -hmm. one day at a time. I mean, it sounds really cliche because we hear it Mm -hmm. so much. But if you don't, if you look any further than today, it totally, it just messes with your head, you know? Like I would just be like, I, I don't know if I can do this forever, you know? And then you start thinking about all the upcoming things that are gonna happen in life, you know? Like for me, it was always vacations like I would be able to keep not drinking and then I'd go to some sunny beautiful place and then of course I'm going to want to have drinks I'm laying out by a pool and by the beach and and I'm like you have to keep saying to yourself well, I'm not on the beach right now. Today I'm just living my <laughs> life and I don't have to think so about that vacation. I still haven't had my, a vacation. So, you know, I, I still actually have not had very many social things come up. I've done mostly things with my husband and I work a lot. <laughs> so, um, I, I, there's so many, there's so many things I haven't experienced yet, um, but I did do something different this time because I knew I had to do something different this time. I'd done AA like three times and I really did it. I mean, I went to, I've gone to hundreds of meetings. I've had three sponsors and they were great and they were helpful. And I learned a lot, but I just, for some reason knew I was not going to walk in those doors again. So I had to do something different. And that's when I That's when I decided to get a sober coach, which is kind of like a paid sponsor, (laughs) but it it was very, very helpful for me. And And I know that I can call a sponsor at any time, but once you pay for someone, you feel like I really can, you know, like I paid for this. (laughs) I paid for this service. So that was really good. And I also got on the I Am Sober app. And so that's the counter, but it was so much more I found. That's where, you know, I found community and Zoom meetings and so, so much more. So I definitely feel like I know I'm, I'm, the, the the person here with the least amount of sobriety but i feel such a difference this time than i did in the other times when i've when i've tried this before so
2: yeah i, <laughs> I was thinking about you know when Ashley you're talking about like the resets for me yeah. i would gotten a, a somewhat longer stretch back like five six months before this latest run started and then the times were getting shorter and shorter And there was this increasing desperation of, like, uh, my chance of slipping away. Not just, like, beating myself up, and I'm like, oh, God, you're not going to get another crack at it. And I I think that the, yeah, the day counting thing was uh, a mixed bag. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a part of it which helps me because I'm kind of prideful and competitive and i I don't like resetting but there's definitely times it was just beating me down and there were times i thought i was saying forget it like i'm never gonna get this done just forget yeah and i think there's a lot of positive things about meetings that are really good about it there's a little bit of not wanting to like let people down by coming back and resetting too and like i know we all want to be welcoming and like it's great to come back we're here for you anytime and we've had people show up who don't have five minutes under their belt that's pretty clear but that's not how i reacted and that was a little bit of actual strength for me like it was like okay one i can be here any way i want and two i don't want to come back next week and be like no right so there's this little bit of okay no matter how big a chunk i bit off now right one day at a time but Oh, well, if the next meeting is, if I can make another meeting tomorrow or in two days, I can make it that far. Like come on, I can do that. and it made it just so much more manageable. but it it was less desperate. I think that was the thing, like on your own, man, it's it's hard. It's really hard to be facing that kind of eternity without someone there.
0: This is the end of part one of this two-part series. We'll be back with part two next week. We'd like to thank you for sharing this space with us. Remember to subscribe or follow to keep getting new content. And if you have any comments or topic suggestions, we would love to hear from you at throughtheglassrecovery at gmail.com. We'll see you next time as we continue to explore life on the other side of alcohol.